Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Sometimes the world looks like you ain't ever seen it before. Stuck behind never-ending windows. All you need is a door. Searching for something to put a smile back on your face. Just remember in unusual times it can come from an unusual place. You need a partner for the ride. Cause everybody needs a climb. So set your worries to the side. Just ask. Say the word and I'll be there. Just ask. You know the greatest things in life. I'll come in a pair They say hindsight's 2020, But that ain't far enough behind me So if you want the sweetest honey I think hindsight's 1990 There's no need to pretend I got a hand I can land Cause when you really need a friend Just ask Shit 90 shows taught me Shit 90 Shows Taught Me was not filmed before a live studio audience. Welcome back to Shit 90 Shows Taught Me. I'm Jess Sterling here with my co-host, Sarah Ferguson. Sarah, how are you? Oh, Jess, I am doing pretty well today. I am a fool that rushes in to love myself. (laughs) Um, But I'm really, really, really happy to be here and talk about this movie with you today and then of course um remember one of our nearest and dearest yeah so um obviously this this movie you know we're in win november and still content to come on that and we we haven't forgotten we are going to cover uh, a winona Ryder movie um yeah, edward scissorhands won the poll it did so we're going to be covering edward scissorhands um but of course, anybody who's anybody probably saw the news about uh, Matthew Perry and his passing. And I know you and I, Sarah, like, you know, I feel like anybody who likes any sort of 90s content or d- honestly doesn't even have to like 90s content to like know Matthew Perry and his his influence, especially I would say in, in the comedy genre, um, most notably on Friends as Chandler Bing. Like he is just this mega star that really popped off in the 90s. And I know I said to you, Sarah, that like to me, this celebrity passing is kind of the biggest one that has hit me since Robin Williams, just in terms of the nostalgia, in terms of how I feel like the character of Chandler Bing influenced the way I see humor in comedy. And so we felt like we couldn't let this go by without us covering something that Matthew Perry was in. Um, And Sarah, you had reached out to me because I was on vacation. So it was kind of a whole weird sequence of events. So we're a little late in in doing this, but we didn't want to, 
completely let it slide by. Um, you had said someone reached out to us on Twitter. And yeah. Yes. Yeah. So we got a tweet from Angelica Garcia Dida at underscore Angelica Carmen. And she said, y'all. Yes, she did. Y'all. I love it. <laughs> she yelled us. <laughs> y'all. Y'all should cover Fool's Rush In and honor Matthew Perry. It's underrated and adorable. And I thought that was a great suggestion. And um, I was like, yeah, that's great. When you get back from vacation, Jess, I think that we should do it. And, um, you know, you and I have covered Friends episodes uh, and we've talked to in extent about, you know, our feelings on Friends. And, you know, we're citing Friends, even though he's done, Matthew Perry's done a lot of work. I know that he said that his, he wants his legacy to be remembered about um, his like struggle with addiction and hoping that people like see that and relate to him and you know better themselves in that regard Mm -hmm. but it's just being a 90s kid uh it is so hard to not associate matthew perry with friends and chandler Mm -hmm. and i know that both of us um really had like a special place in our hearts for friends growing up we both watched it while it was on tv we both watched reruns um my aside from phoebe i've always liked phoebe chandler as especially as an adult has been my favorite character and Mm -hmm. that seems to be the sentiment um amongst the board like when i look at uh what people say online as well as different polls that i found chandler is the most likable the most funny and the most light wait no i said likable he's 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 the best character like he's the most the one that like you want Mm -hmm. to always root for like everybody else is kind of like can be annoying or have character flaws but chandler is always light and i am so firm in believing it's matthew perry's natural charisma and likability that comes out um and imbues the character of chandler like it's Mm -hmm. it's i i think that like we saw uh the creator of friends martha kaufman say on twitter it's like you know matthew perry came in and like nobody else could play this role like it was like all all matthew perry so it's and we see it in fools rush in as well like he is he just has this like natural charisma about him this likability um this natural like comedy you know he doesn't try hard right like it's not like it's just him it's just his personality it's just his inflections and how he says things and his facial expressions and his like movements he's just a naturally hilarious person and it's just such a loss to lose him um i believe he was like 54 years old or 53 yeah these lines my father died when he was 54 yeah he was 54 years old it's really it's a really really sad story um yeah there was an apparent drowning in his in his home in los angeles and his um his assistant found him it's really awful obviously way 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 too young and especially when you consider 
all of the hurdles and kind of battles he fought throughout his life, his battles with addiction. And that is like you said, he had a quote, like when I die, I don't want friends to be the first thing that's mentioned. I want helping others to be the first thing that's mentioned. And I'm going to live the rest of my life proving that addiction is far too powerful for anyone to defeat alone, but together one day at a time, we can beat it down and mm -hmm. we can link the Matthew Perry foundation uh, org that was kind of uh, formed in, in his honor after all of this happened. Um, and the thing that I was, I, you know, I, when, when this news broke, you know, I had a conversation with my husband and I said, I understand like where he's coming from when he says that, but I also think when he says helping others, that's what he wants to be mentioned. I think that you can tie that to friends in so many ways, because I know for me and for so many other people, friends is their like chicken soup. Friends is their chicken soup show where when I was a kid and I was feeling sick and I was home. Friends is a show that I would put on and Chandler is a huge part of why that show is so funny and he's the character that most people point to when because he's so sarcastic and witty and like has these one-liners most of the times he's the character who's making you laugh out loud so much and so I think you can there are so many things that help people you know and I think that escapism and laughing is a huge part of that and so like obviously you know, he's gone now, but like, I do think his legacy, I don't think it should be just looked at as one thing or the other, like friends continues to help so many people to this day. And I yeah. think that's just like, just a massive, massive part of his legacy. Um, and so, yeah, we wanted to, to cover something in his honor, uh, being that he is just like this huge, huge star of the nineties. Um, and fools rush in was suggested and, I don't remember. I know we we talked a little bit about this, Sarah, but like Fool's Rush In, I've seen it. I've seen it a few times. It wasn't like one of my go-tos, but I certainly remembered like the entire premise and that it had Matthew Perry and Salma Hayek. Um, and so I generally remembered the idea of the movie and that it was a cute rom-com. Um, now, remind me, have you seen this movie before? No, today was the first time I've ever watched it. Um, I'm familiar with the Elvis Presley song. <laughs> yeah and I, I love this falling in love <laughs> this is actually i mean like oh gosh like uh i don't know why but like that song just like makes me cry like it's one of those like only song one of those songs out there that just like really like tugs at my heartstrings mm -hmm. and it just makes me weep i don't know why it's just such like a sweet sentiment i think my favorite line from that song is like, um, take my hand, take my whole life too. I can't mm -hmm. stop, can't help falling in love with you. It's just like so romantic. Uh, so, and I was waiting the entire movie for them to play the song, and I knew it had to of be course. at the credits. Like I knew I yeah. had to, but I was like, I just want to hear the song. Yeah, it's a classic song. I love like there's a lot of movies, especially in the 80s and 90s named after songs like can't. Oh, what is it? Can't Buy Me Love with Patrick Dempsey. Like there's a lot of those types of movies. But uh, the entire premise of this movie is kind of wild and surprising. It ages like not always super well, but like I feel like the thought behind it is always there. Like it's just very interesting where you have Alex, who is Matthew Perry. Uh, he's like comes from New York City. He's a project manager. He's in Las Vegas, basically supervising the construction of this like new nightclub. Boulevard um, or BLVD, which I think is supposed <laughs> to be Boulevard. Yeah. And he like comes from this very like waspy background like his parents are rich and from connecticut and as uh, it's funny actually because his dad is played by his like 
uh, IRL dad, Matthew Perry's mm-hmm. father. Mm-hmm. Um, and he meets Isabel Fuentes, who is a Mexican American photographer. And she's like from uh, Las Vegas. She lives in Nevada with her entire, like a massive, massive family. And they have one night together. And then I love that this movie is just like, okay, boom, three months later. Like, here we are. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, it totally tracks. I was like, I I didn't know anything about the premise going in. But as soon as we jumped to three months later, I was like, oh, I think that this is where we're going. And yeah. um, I, I I don't know. Like, they, I'm glad that they had a good night together. Like, their meet cute was really cute. Uh, They had natural chemistry right away. They're at a diner. Um, I don't know why Matthew Perry, or Alex rather, was eating so many dishes of food at that diner. But did you see like the table was like filled with like 20 dishes and he was just eating by himself? I was like, at first I was like, what is this guy? Like a food critic? Um, (laughs) He's just really hungry. (laughs) He's just really hungry. So yeah, they're waiting in line for the bathroom and... Uh, it seems as though Isabel was engaged to be married and she was practicing how to like blow off the engagement to, I think it was probably Lacey, her best friend at the time she was on the phone with and her roommate. And uh, then she wants to cut in line to the bathroom. And of course, like a pretty lady asking Matthew Perry, Alex, I'm going to have to stop calling him Matthew Perry. Um, (laughs) I do this all the time. I'm just like, yeah, like Marshall from... (laughs) you really do it's just like but it's certain it's a credit to that actor that like that's who you associate with them you know what i mean like you just can't help it yeah totally uh so yeah so he lets them come in line and the next thing we know they have a spicy night yeah a one night stand multiple times and i just love how she's I do love how she's like, I never do this. You know what I mean? She's just like, this is not what I do. Yeah. Um. And, and yeah, so it's three months later that she approaches him and we get the idea. Like I, I was a little, I think it's a little strange at first because we have this, this moment where like he's in whatever those, I don't know what the hell those are. Those like construction mobile home type of offices. Yeah. And Trailer. the the blonde woman comes in and he like hides from her. And in my oh, yeah. opinion, I didn't remember who she, who she was. Like she's a fellow waspy person from Connecticut. Yeah, Kathy, Kathy Stewart played by Suzanne Snyder. Yeah. She's very like her family's friends with his family. And like, it very much feels like, Oh, their families were always pushing them together. Always assuming they were going to get together and get married and have kids, have little waspy, blonde haired children and uh he's like hiding from her and i felt like the way they played it i was i was thinking he's like a fuck boy like i was thinking he is like a guy who like sleeps with someone and then never calls them again you know what i mean that was how they portrayed him i thought at their at the beginning of the movie in the beginning yeah i thought so too especially his best friend tom i think his name was tom mm-hmm. um like i feel like they were just guys about town they were bachelors so yeah like i think that they probably hooked up and maybe he led Kathy on sometimes or, you know, maybe slept with her a time or two, but Mm -hmm. didn't seem very interested in her and was trying to actively hide away. And then um, we see, you know, he is, Alex is definitely like a young professional. Like he's been focusing on his job and going up the corporate ladder for a while now. And he definitely takes, 
like his career very very seriously mm-hmm. and it definitely is a wicked surprise where he's hosting um i think it was aunt helga or aunt zelda from sabrina the teenage witch it one was of, it one was aunts. i forget which aunt. i want to say it was zelda yeah i always like forgot which aunt was which but one of the ants from sabrina is like some also rich like flirty older lady trying mm-hmm. to hit on everybody but they're hosting them trying to get things moving in the construction site and then miss selma hayek um who plays isabel comes busting right in and is like hi i'm pregnant thought you should know yeah she's just like i thought it was the right thing to do and then again the way like i okay to be fair to alex the way she says like i've already made a decision on what i'm gonna do like i forget the way she words it but the way she words it does make it sound like she's gonna get an abortion and I, of course, Alex jumps to conclusions and he's like, I'm very pro woman's choice, like whatever you need to do. Wow. Woman's right. King. <laughs> we, we love we to stand. see it. Yeah. We, and- st- we stand somebody that chooses pro choice. And I love how, when she first says it, he's like, Oh, congratulations. He has like no idea that like it's his. And so she's like, well, I am going to like raise the baby alone. Like I just, that's, I just wanted to let you know and uh and she and i okay this is very interesting i want to know what your thoughts are on um you know isabel says she's already made the plan she's going to raise the baby but she wants alex to meet her family so that like six months down the line when they ask like oh who was the father she could be like oh it was that lovely man alex that you met at our family dinner one time what do you think about this as an idea um (laughs) what do i think of this idea i think it's a half-baked idea like i think because like i mean alex says it to himself he's like you're going to be thinking of me in the future like your family and they're all gonna fucking hate me they're gonna make a voodoo doll of me yeah i i would be like no deal no deal but i mean i guess i understand the sentiment because like at least her family can put like a uh, a face to the father to the name and uh know that he was an intelligent guy with a job and like rather good looking i don't know so mm-hmm. i guess i understand where isabel is coming from but i also thought that alex was very agreeable to this request i totally agree i feel like this is such a wild request especially because when they go there they're like oh we're gonna pretend we've already been dating like here's the lowdown like i have five brothers here are all their names in age order like uh this is this this is that like they're pretending they've basically been dating these three months and to me like to try to absorb all of that information in such a short amount of time like that just feels like so much and so much effort and work to only go and meet her family one time basically so that her family knows who the father of her child is but i did i did like this because so they, they arrive and this family is massive and the other thing we should mention is not only culturally are they very different but their relationships to their families are very different she sees her family once a week for family dinner and we see how many people attend family dinner like it is basically for i am more like 
um, Matthew Perry or uh, Alex, we're going to both going to do it. Uh, I see my extended family for holidays. I see my, you know, my immediate family once a week, Mm -hmm. but my extended family, I only see for holidays. She sees Mm -hmm. basically her entire family once a week. Yeah. I mean, totally. There's definitely, gosh, like I know some of my closest friends are like Isabel's family where they go to Sunday dinner. They spend so much time together they come over to take care of their children Mm -hmm. and then there's me who i don't see my extended family like ever now and i only see my mom and sister like twice a year so um uh, you know i i could not imagine spending every sunday with my family and i have a small family anyway like i really do i have i've talked about this before i have literally three cousins total on both sides Mm -hmm. and uh like that's it and it's just like how our family is but uh it it, going into a okay like when you come from a family that's super super small and don't see each other that often going into like a a significant other's home whose family is so close-knit and loud and like crazy like that is very overwhelming yeah and i especially one of my favorite moments was when she had like warned him that like one of her great aunts or something like that has like hearing loss in one of her ears and so he has to speak loudly and he's just shouting at one of the wrong aunt well he got a crash course and he didn't even know her last name yeah um, before that day like he got a crash course in what it's like to be Isabel Fuentes and it was a yeah. lot of information to uh to keep hold of I'm I'm like I'm impressed that he even remembered that there is an aunt that had a hearing issue seriously yes and then yeah. he mentioned the house in Mexico to Isabel's mother I'm like you know what not for nothing I think that he's pulling this off pretty well I agree with you. I thought he was able to retain like a good portion of the information that she gave him. And of course we get a moment where like one of the, I don't know, cousins, siblings, whoever has a small baby. And she's like, I need to go make myself a plate here. Hold this baby. Hold the baby. He, he's just like, what the fuck? And I love the line. Yeah. This felt very Chandler Bing to me when she says, Oh, make sure you support the head. And he's like, why is it going to pop off? Like, what pop off. which I, I really, I really do think it's just Matthew Perry's humor like i think that he imbues it into these characters but yeah but this was a good moment for isabel to see that even though this guy looks like this like playboy 20 something whatever you know he he can he can there's just something really sweet about seeing somebody that you're developing feelings for hold a child that's not related to them i I witnessed this sort of thing with uh, my significant other holding my best friend's baby. And I was like, okay, you got me. Like, there's just, (laughs) I was like, you know, this is just really, really cute. Really, really sweet. Really, really special. And it's just like nice to see like a man, especially holding a baby. That's not their own. I don't know. Maybe I'm a sucker. I'm a sucker. I'm a fool. I rush in, you know. (laughs) <laughs> yeah um and so they they like have this big 
connection that even again even despite all their differences their families are super different their cultures are very different religion is different religion everything is so different they're like super attracted to each other and he's the one who says like why don't we do this thing and like this is the crazy thing okay because i i don't think it's crazy to be like let's start a relationship let's try let's try to make it work you know like let's at least co-parent right no instead they're like Let's get married. And when in maybe, Vegas. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Maybe it's because they live in Las Vegas, but they get married at a wedding chapel in Vegas with an Elvis impersonator. And they're very cute. And I do think that Matthew Perry and Selma Hayek have like really good chemistry because I especially love the scene where they're married. They're at like a Vegas hotel and he wakes up the next morning and she's like wondering where she is. And she's like standing there, like looking out at like the Vegas skyline. And he just like comes over and like snuggles into her. And I was like, Oh my God, they have really, really good chemistry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They, they very much do. I really, I really liked them as a couple. Like, and I, I did like the fact that they came from different worlds, but were able to, Like, I really do think that, like, Alex tried to incorporate himself into Isabel's, like, Mexican heritage and culture. I think, like, Mm -hmm. especially because, like, they're not always speaking the same language. And, like, I think that, I mean, like, obviously we see where Alex comes from because later on when we meet Alex's parents who are, like, you know – they're they're racist they have racial oh, undertones uh, yes. yeah i mean they see isabel and assume that she's the housekeeper which is very stereotypical and very um then again alex fucks up and doesn't share anything terrible about isabel yeah. to his parents so he's a fucking coward in that regard but you know like i think that alex like really did have a very open mind and i thought that was that was sweet like he really really loved her yeah it was interesting that like pretty much immediately he like it feels like he fell so hard so fast obviously Mm -hmm. her similarly like it was just immediate and it was interesting to watch them they really like kind of led with their feelings Instead yes. of, in my mind, like, I am more of a logistical person. Boo. And so, <laughs> I know, I'm Boo. not the most romantic. I'm but booing it was, you. <laughs> but it was crazy to me how they're having some kind of, like, friendly dinner, like, friend dinner situation. And they're in his, like, some kind of condo or whatever that he has temporarily. And it's, like, very a man's condo where there's, like, no decorations. It's yeah. white. There's no, like, decor. There's no pictures on the walls. Nothing. And they're, like... He, she finds out like oh you're not you don't live here full time and he's like no i'm just here until i contract this up and then i'm going back to new york yeah so this is the 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 devil's conundrum you can either live in new york city or you can live in las vegas i'd rather die than live in either to be honest with you these are like the two worst case scenarios i don't yeah. want to live in either um especially like vegas is just so hot like yeah and i don't care miss me with like money to dry heat fuck off with that no no Mm. it is still fucking hot and i would wilt i would sweat and die yeah but new york city is so overly stimulating and it's pretty gross in the summer in its own right i don't know i mean like i went to vegas for the first time about a year ago and it was kind of a hellhole 
Um, <laughs> I've and... been to Vegas one time in my life and I really did enjoy it. But like, to me, it's like a place you visit it is not a place I would ever want to live. Also wouldn't ever want to live in New York city, but like they're just, to me, I think it's just right. The, this is meant to be like a, like symbolic of how different they are that the lifestyles in each of these places are just mm -hmm. so vastly one is like the yeah. southwest one is the northeast like if they you had to choose if you had to choose between <sighs> vegas and new york if you okay. had to so my question would be is my family does my family not matter like does it not matter where they are like are they living in whichever place i'm picking yes Okay. Well, because that would matter to me. Like, I wouldn't want to move away from my family. So that would be tough. I want to move farther away from my family, but no. <laughs> um, gosh, if I had to choose, I probably would choose New York City just because at yeah. least the climate is closer to what I'm used to. Right. But I really, really, I cannot express how much I dislike New York City. I've been, yeah. now I could say, I, I was on vacation. We went to Europe. I've been to uh, Italy. I've been to Greece. Yeah, why are you fucking in... flexy on me? No, I'm just, the reason I'm saying I've been things... to Israel and I've been to uh, Iceland, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> and I've been to Bermuda. And I've been to Nova Scotia. Where have you been? Not enough places. But th the reason I say this is because I've been to both of those cities and I would, I prefer them over New York City 100-fold. Like, there is just no comparison. Yeah. New York City, to me, anytime I've ever been there, I've not had a good experience. It smells. It's yeah. hot. It's too yeah. busy. People are trying yeah. to sell you things. Leave me alone. Sure. Don't Please don't ignore me. Don't look sure. at me. Um, sure. And so I would have a really, really hard time. But you know what I'm, city I love? What? Chicago. Great city. Never and been Boston. would love to go. Boston's great, too. I, I do like Boston. I do like Boston. Yeah. New York can go drown in a ditch. It really can. And Seattle's I apologize pretty to good who too. love it. The owl? Seattle. <laughs> I do I do like Seattle, but the thing about Seattle is there's so many fucking hills. hills. It's yeah. too much. It's too much for my thunder thighs to handle. I'll just say. Everybody in Seattle has a great ass, though. I mean, of course they do. They have amazing the glutes. Can I just tell you, everyone in Europe is so fit that, like, anytime yeah. I went anywhere, I, like, because we were in more of a touristy type of area, most of the times they have two menus. One in, depending on if you're in, you know, Rome or or Athens, like, one in Greek and one in English. Mm -hmm. Not without question, every single time I get handed the English menu. They just know. They know immediately I'm pegged as American. Just by looking at you? Just by looking at me. I, I look American. And I'm pale and help. Yeah. You anyway. Are. Hey, Sarah, I know you've been really into reading lately and you've gotten me into it as well. Yeah. Well, you know what? Book of the Month made it really easy because Book of the Month offers just a few new selections every month, saving readers the hassle of figuring out what to read. One of the biggest deterrents for me is that. Like when I go to the library, there's like thousands and thousands of books, and I'm like, I, I, I get, I don't even know what to pick. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. They focus on new and emerging authors, which means these are books that we probably wouldn't have found out about otherwise, which is super nice. Yeah, and we also, um, I love having a really aesthetic bookshelf, and the, the books that we got, it was like beautiful, high quality hardcover books. Plus, free shipping, which came really quickly. 
love free shipping. Uh, you and I both chose The Return of Ellie Black by Amiko Jean, which is a thriller about a missing girl. And I honestly, I really, I really couldn't put it down. I think I read it in about a 48-hour time period. It had twists, it had turns, kept me guessing the entire way through up until the very last page. So tell me what you liked about the book then. Yeah. Uh, it was it was really good. And I'm excited to dive into the other book that I have. Um, but the great thing is, Sarah, is that listeners can sign up for Book of the Month to discover new emerging authors by going to bookofthemonth.com and using code PEDALS for just $5. Wow. What a deal. Check out Book of the Month Club for all of your reading needs. Yeah, seriously. Every month you could get a new group of books that you just, you know, fall in love with. So go to bookofthemonth.com and use code PEDALS for just $5 and enjoy reading. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson natural boneless chicken breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Um, well, yeah, anyway. Where would I, you choose to live? We didn't ask this. If you, I think New York. One. Yeah. I mean, it's just more like what we're familiar with, right? Like I say, True. that would probably be why. Um, yeah. But this yeah. is like a huge, huge, big deal. Like I cannot emphasize how big of a fucking deal this is that they didn't have this conversation before they got married. That like, I mean, hey, all the conversations, the all the conversations. I mean, I understand why both the parents of Isabel and Alex were like, you're not taking this seriously. Marriage is a really important thing. It reminds me of every season of Love is Blind when we get to the yes. parents and the friends moments where it's just like, you're not taking marriage seriously. You've only known each other for 20 days. Like marriage is like a sacred thing. It's forever. Um, I, I mean, like, yeah, like it's definitely a serious thing. Like I, it's not, I know like you can just quote unquote get divorced, but it is, I think like a sacred, a sacred thing. Like, you know, like I, and it's a lot of paperwork to get divorced. Like that's the thing. Like it's, it's not, costly. it's, it's costly. Expensive. It's just yeah. a lot. Like it's a lot to just a uh, fool's rush in to just rush into. Yeah. And they really, I mean, I would say like Isabel again, they they really are polar opposites from one another. Isabel is very much like things happen for a reason. Like there's fate. She's yeah, superstitious. She's very yeah, spiritual. She has this like uh tr like tradition that she does that whenever she is on the Hoover Dam and she crosses from Arizona to Nevada, she throws this like big silver coin. Yeah, what guess, was that coin? Maybe a a half dollar i don't know maybe yeah it was, huge. No it was a very large coin and she like throws it over the hoover dam and makes a wish uh she also is always looking out for signs she's catholic and um makes prayers um to candles goes to church alex comes from a presbyterian family but he's not practicing um but his, his parents are like you know very 
uh, like they seem to care about being called Presbyterian without the uh, religious implications of what that means, if you know what I mean. Yeah, They're like we're Presbyterian, but like we don't go to church. And this would be like the equivalent of me saying I'm Catholic, even though right. I have not don't really believe in any of it and haven't attended church in so many years. Yeah. It's like, they just want the stamp of like, this is what we are. Or yeah. at the very least they're like, well, the baby can't be raised Catholic because we're Presbyterian. Right. And so Which, it's, it's very interesting to me because like, it's not like, I don't know. Like it's, it, it, it's very interesting. Uh, the different sectors of Christianity, because like, to me, who is not raised Christian, I'm like, well, it feels like one and the same, really. Honestly, most it's of not. maybe maybe I'm wrong. I'm not the most knowledgeable, but like at least Christianity is like they're like cousins of one another. You know what I you mean? You would think, but then like apparently it's a big deal. It's so it's so stupid. Like it's such a dumb thing to get hung up on. But again, whatever, right? Like it's not they, stupid to people that um have the faith though. Exactly. It's like it's very important to, and I understand kind of on both sides, or at least mostly on Isabel's family's side, where they are practicing Catholics and they do believe this thing and they want that baby to be raised in that belief system, right? Because the whole family believes that. Um and so, yeah, it's basically they're like they're struggling with, well, what are we going to what are we going to do? Like, where are we going to live? Um, and uh, basically, like he agrees with her. She says, OK, I will live here yeah. un until the baby is born and then we will move to New York. I think that's reasonable. She has that a, doctor a huge that she... sacrifice. For yes, her. it is. But I think it's reasonable. She has a doctor that she's comfortable with, like, which is really, really important. Her mother is there. She can, like, guide it. I think that for her to be like, yes, like, I want to give birth in Nevada. I want to be near my family during the pregnancy. But then afterwards, I will go to New York with you. Now, throughout this whole time, we see... Alex struggling with his career because at first his career was the most important thing, but now Isabel and his blooming family becomes the most important thing. And he's starting to slack. We see this, like, you know, the job sites are not getting checked thoroughly enough. They're not passing code. Mm -hmm. um, people are not wearing their hard hats. This giant sign falls on the OSHA inspector's car. It's a fucking disaster. And basically his boss is like, you got three weeks to figure this out um, and you got to fix this. And then on top of that, I'm bringing you back to New York to work on a club in New York. Yeah. yeah. And this is before like the baby is supposed to be due. Exactly. Basically. He's so going to have to he, return sooner. Yeah. And, and he, he agrees to it and he breaks the deal. Like, you and know, he does, but he doesn't tell Isabel. That's the other thing. He oh, lets yeah. her find out at the like club opening yeah and she is like again like she has been re renovating his like apartment like making it nice <laughs> yeah. and i mean nice is uh well, in the eye of the beholder i that very southwest I, I hate color and it is so it was like <laughs> that's the end of you think you're gonna say more but that was the end that was where the period was it's just i hate color yeah i mean like the the house was red and orange and green and yellow it was it was very southwest inspired every, every color there was a giant cross with jesus yeah, yeah. uh hung it was a lot 
it was very um i mean for somebody like i said that very much likes neutrals and her grays and her soft blues and like serene colors it was alarming (laughs) it's a lot but she's just decorating it like you know to fit her style her culture the area they're living in which is the southwest which is very like uh muddy reds and kind of burnt oranges and siennas you know um yeah that's a good yeah it is like it's a lot and she has also i don't know we never got notified of the chihuahua but like i feel like (gasps) this should have been a conversation of like hey by the way i have a teeny tiny dog i'm gonna bring into our home that's a terror which honestly okay so number one in my defense in my defense uh of somebody that brings in a dog that's kind of a terror to a relationship (laughs) yeah you get used to your dog that's a terror and you don't realize how much of a terrorist they are well he you know and luckily alex ends up loving the little chihuahua i love when he ends up being back in new york and he sees a man with like a chihuahua on the street and like you just see in his eyes like oh i miss my little chihuahua i love chihuahuas i'm not gonna I lie don't. i really <laughs> that is one of the three dogs i would get see in my okay and i'm the opposite where a chihuahua is nearly last on my list of any dog I would own because they're they they're known for their little yappy barks and being quite aggressive and nasty mm-hmm. and there's just not anything I want in my okay house. this is what I want so there's like different types of chihuahuas there's yeah. apple head chihuahuas uh-huh. deer head chihuahuas and then like a hybrid and there's long haired chihuahuas and short haired chihuahuas okay. my dream chihuahua is a long haired apple headed chihuahua okay if anybody breeds chihuahuas and they have <laughs> apple-headed, long-haired chihuahuas. Mm-hmm. Gave me a call because that is my dream dog. And how do you think Adam would feel about this? Oh, he've already, he's already vetoed it. But I kind of thought that, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's very – I mean, he the face that he made when I was talking about this was mm-hmm. not good. But oh, – sorry. <laughs> I mean, it's going to happen. They're so cute. <laughs> um yeah this so is, like this one's my favorite i gotta sh- show you this oh, picture great. here we go here we go so fucking cute i can't i just i just don't get the appeal they're just so yappy and mean they're you like i've never met mean. a nice chihuahua well that's true my friend johnny's chihuahua is a really big cunt well, okay okay um so the picture you sent me i'm gonna describe this animal hold on hold on this one too this one too Okay, it's very similar looking. Okay, yeah, it's the same. oh, good. Okay, I thought you said this one too, like a different Chihuahua. It's just well, I don't know if it's the too. same one, but it's the, okay. that's the Chihuahua that I so, want. So this Chihuahua is like a chocolatey brown color with, I would say, like tan um, accents. Like it has tan eyebrows and like tan around the mouth and muzzle, and then a little bit of like a white chest. It has long hair. Its ears are cute. I will give it that. It has ears that kind of stick up um they kind of like they come to little points but they're kind of like circly on the sides it has bulbousy eyes brown yeah, eyes well that's that's what i like and i don't you know i'm not a big fan of the bulby eyes and it has a little pink button nose i would say um <laughs> i okay i will agree with you i am a long hair dog bitch i can't do short hair dogs because i don't like how the hair just like gets in the threads of your clothes and like no at least with long hair, it kind of tumbleweeds up. Short hair doesn't do that. And I like, I want to snuggle an animal. Like I want to snuggle a stuffed animal. You know what I mean? I want it to be soft and cuddly. Yes. Um, But I can't with the chihuahuas. And this chihuahua wasn't 
long hair. It was short hair. It was like a tan yeah. short this hair. Was it was like the, the Taco Bell Taco one. Bell slash Paris Hilton Chihuahua. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, as they kind of connect and meet, they realize there's like so much they haven't told each other. The biggest no-no was when his parents come to visit because that bitch Kathy, that fucking bitch Kathy asked Stuart. What a full-on bitch. She finds out because she happens to run into Isabel and overhears Isabel talking about Alex that Isabel is now married to Alex. So she calls up her parents and is like, oh, oh I heard Alex is doing something. Maybe you should tell the Whitmans to go visit. They go visit. Think Isabel is the housekeeper because Alex didn't tell them anything about her. And he told Isabel that they were on like a European vacation and Sarah, the audacity of these bitches to be like, mm. you know, we'd never summer in Europe in the summer. It's far too busy with the tourists. <laughs> Fucking yeah. bitches. Yeah. yeah. But they go in the winter. They go in the winter. Oh, uh, yeah. I was interested because, like, I did think that Kathy notified the parents, but the parents really did seem surprised. So it seems like Kathy gave, like, half information. I'm pretty sure she was just like, oh, I think you should go visit Alex. Visit <laughs> I think that's all she said. He- He's up to very interesting things right now. Yes. Uh, so then we get like the uh, the old parents meeting parents thing. Uh, did you have you? What was it like when the Sterlings met the Apertees? Was yeah, this it was interesting. This was interesting. Yeah. So they met, and I'm trying to remember the circumstances around them meeting. It was close to us, like it was near our hometown. I can't remember. Why? Because they definitely met before we got married, but we all went out to dinner together. We went out to like an Italian dinner together, which is funny because neither of our families are Italian. And, uh, and yeah, it went really well. Like, to be honest, our families aren't, uh, extremely different in that, like all, both of our families grew up in the Northeast in New York specifically, his family is from long Island, but my family is, you know, my mom's family at the very least is from downstate. So they're kind of similar in that way. Irish Catholic, like there's a lot of similarities between the two families. So they had a decent bit to talk about. There was nothing really uh, notable about them meeting. They don't have, uh, I would say both of our parents are very, very kind to people. They don't know. They're not, they don't have like specific beliefs that like, if you're against them, that's it. Uh, so luckily it went really well, definitely better than this did. (laughs) Yeah. So it seems like the moms were pretty chill. They just wanted to love, love. They were just happy to be there and drinking their margaritas and happy to support their children. The dads got along at first because they were both hating on their children. Yes. And then like when the other one was like, you're talking shit about my child. I want to fucking kill you. So then they started like fighting each other. It didn't go well with the dads. No. And this, I mean, the other thing is, so the, his family is in Las Vegas, right? Again, they're very white, very waspy. They're stupid as fuck because they didn't put sunscreen on. And they're like, his mom's face is full on like in a margarita, just like zonked <laughs> out to the world. She, she's going swimming in the margarita, yeah. And then they have the audacity to blame her family for the fact that they get so fucking sunburnt. It's like, it's your fault that you said yourself, like he said, be careful. The sun is very strong here. Like we're closer to the equator and blah, 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 blah. 
And they're just like, oh, we'll stay in the shade. We'll stay in the shade. They got sunburned. They're not happy. I mean, they're white and pasty. Are we surprised? They are stupid. So let's let's move forward a little bit to the drama. So the drama is at the Christmas party. Nope, at the club opening. Yeah, uh, in the beginning or not in the beginning. Uh, at the club opening <laughs> that happened, we find out that Alex has to go to New York ASAP. Uh, Isabel is really upset, understandably, because she wasn't told. They get into a fight outside of the club, and Alex says something, like, so vile. It was awful. Yeah, he says something along the lines of, like, I should have never put, like, that $5 ring on your finger. Like, I shouldn't have married you. Like, blah, blah, blah. And she, understandably, is like, fuck you, I am leaving. But uh, she earlier was having some complications, like, with her pregnancy. Like, she was, like, cramping up and stuff. Winds up in the hospital. Alex goes and finds her, is very panicked because he loves her. He feels really bad right away about what he said. And she says, uh, I lost the baby. And he believes her. So they break up. She lives out the rest of her pregnancy in Mexico. Worth noting that he does try to come back like the next day to the hospital, but she's like already gone at that she's point. She's gone. He so brought he really thinks, beautiful flowers. I wanted those flowers. Yeah, he thinks that the baby is gone and that she is gone and he doesn't really know. I don't even know if he go. has her phone number still. I, well, he said to his uh, assistant at one point, oh, can you write down my wife's phone <laughs> I I think that he never got the phone number. <laughs> Probably um, not. So... And then, like, her five brothers show up to the house and move out all of her stuff and take back the dog. Yeah. And then, yeah, like, he moves back to New York, continues to be a workaholic, is not playing around at all. Even Tom can't even get Alex to go out. Yeah, he's, like, really heartbroken. And then he served divorce papers where they say – and I don't know what this is how divorce works or anything when you're served. But they were like, you have five days to contest this, basically. And Wait, um, what does that mean to contest? Basically, like, I don't want to get divorced? Yeah, I guess so. Because I think, like, uh, from my memory, obviously it depends, like, if it's, like, if there's abuse or any kind of that stuff going on or adultery or anything, there's probably exceptions. But I think you are allowed to, like, basically say, like, no, I want to work this out. And then you're contesting the divorce and it's not as simple as, like, boom, you're divorced. Um, But he, because, like we said before, he's much more of a skeptic where she is very much, like, believes in fate and signs and all that stuff he gets several signs um like he runs into a priest that tells him to like watch out for guidance he sees a little cute little chihuahua that looks like her chihuahua and then kodak billboard about like an arizona thing and then he when he's supposed to be going he uh, agrees to go on this like Two family trip with Kathy, where they're gonna take a freaking helicopter because they're like, rich, Richie, Richie Richardson. That helicopter was huge. It was like I don't. I've never seen a bigger helicopter. 
I don't know, but I'm like, you guys are the freaking whitest, richest people ever. Um, so when he's there, he sees a little Latino girl whose name is Isabel. And so he's just like, okay, this is enough. Like I've, I've learned to know I need to go visit her. So he ends up going all the way to Mexico Mm -hmm. where she was staying with her grandmother. So he meets her grandmother. And I love that her grandmother was like, Again, she's very much a piece of Isabel where she's like, oh, this is your one true love, you know, like this is who you're meant to be with. But of course, simultaneously, Isabel has left and is going back to Vegas to have her baby. To have her baby because she's like about to be doomed. Now, I do want to point out the, I really liked the fact that he kept seeing these signs and somebody who wasn't super spiritual, like he and he like listened to Isabel and her beliefs and started seeing these signs and listening to them. Mm-hmm. And it, I mean, like ha- I've only experienced this sensation once in my life where it was like, I was actively like looking or like hoping for signs. And like, mm-hmm. there was just so many things that just like fell in line and it, it felt like very affirming. And like I said before, like I'm not very religious. I am pretty superstitious and I guess a little spiritual, but like it really is comforting when you're feeling like lost in the world and you're like really hoping for some guidance Mm -hmm. to get like active signs. Like it feels like, okay, I'm like doing something right. Yeah. I'm I mean, it's very funny. I this this moment of the movie kind of reminds me of the movie Serendipity, which um, we haven't covered yet. And I really yeah, and I I haven't seen it. And it's one of your favorites. It is. I mean, it is one of my favorites to the point where I literally have a tattoo that says the word Serendipity on me. Like, mm-hmm. I and it's funny because I would say anybody who knows me wouldn't really equate me with the word Serendipity because it is much more of a like spiritual like kind of everything has its moment and things happen for a reason but it does remind me of that movie in a way where it's like sometimes there are just like happy little accidents like I love a happy little accident you know it's just like I do believe in happy little accidents that kind of just propel your life forward and I love that he sees these things and real and I obviously he still loved her it wasn't seeing these signs that like made him fall in love with her he had always loved he was already thinking about her yeah and so he goes to find her and she's going back to vegas and i love he so he goes to the hoover dam which is very important to her we have several scenes at the hoover dam all mm-hmm. about how like her family helped build it and she loves to throw a coin and make a wish and he's standing there and it rains and i'm like damn that must be like it never rains in Las yeah vegas, like a one so. in a million chance like yeah. it never rains in nevada it's the desert yeah and so he's standing there um and she is like driving and suddenly he stops her and she's of course wearing this huge like poncho so you can't right away tell that she's like nine months pregnant yeah it's like oh yeah i'm gonna wear a poncho inside my car it's ridiculous um but he stops her and they have this whole you know kind of like a notebooky moment where it's like oh, i still love you and blah 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 blah, blah. and he realizes that she's still pregnant and this Okay, this is funny because, like I said, I was watching this with my husband, and he had never seen this movie. And so when she told him she lost the baby, he was like, oh, my God, that is, like, absolutely devastating. Like, this is terrible. And so then when we find out that she had lied, he was, like, really upset with her. And I get it. 
Because it's fucked up to lie about. Because that's very traumatic. I knew as soon as she said that she lost the baby, I was like, there's no way she's not pregnant, especially when she went to Mexico. But I'm not surprised that Will is very, he's such a Libra. He's very, like, just and, like, you know, like, things have to be, like, There are laws, there are, yeah, there are things that have to, you have to follow the rules about certain things. And that was, like, Yeah, I'm not surprised that he was pissed off about that is like a so very pissed. will thing to be like take offense to i mean like yeah like it was really fucked up and like honestly that sort of lie like she says like you lied to me so i lied to you like it's not the I, same i don't think that it's like weighted the same it's not equitable i mean at lying all. to your significant other is bad in general of course but like this is actually like his it's his child so he has the right to know if the baby survived uh or not and i do think it's like very fucked up and she like thinks that she's justified like she's like you know he in her mind he wanted to leave so i gave him that out so he didn't have to take it but once again like that was her opinion and it wasn't fact so it was fucked up it's really awful especially and like I don't know. He had, he could have had such a worse reaction to that, you know? Like, obviously, he doesn't have too much time to think because, like, two seconds later, she's in labor. I just think that down the line, it's going to be a point of contention for this couple. But I guess we're just going to put a pin in that. We don't have time for it because we're having the baby in the middle of the Hoover Dam. This is, okay, gosh. I've never had a child, obviously, right? We've talked about Mm -hmm. this. But every time I see a birthing scene on a film, I'm like, did they consult a single doctor? Because there is absolutely 0% chance that she would be like, oh, my water broke. We don't have time to go to the hospital. We're going to have this baby right here, right now. It's just not how it happens. It takes like 12 plus hours. So long. It's ridiculous. And like, um, the other thing is, is I'm surprised we didn't get like the baby's name because i like obviously they end up having a little girl and i could have swore because i okay. knew they were gonna have a girl did you yeah i don't know why i just knew it interesting are you someone who like is always able to predict the sex of people's like babies that they have yeah i'm pretty good at it that's interesting um but i was surprised we didn't get the baby's name because i i thought they were gonna like end it with like a and we named our baby Hope, or we named our baby oh, no. Faith, bliss. or like Bliss. You know what I mean? Like something yeah. like that. I could have sworn yeah. it was going to be like a little bit, um, I don't know, like silly, or I, I can't think no, of the word no. for it. But. I think it's going to be something that is like ties into her Mexican heritage, but is like familiar enough to be like americanized you know i mean like isabel is a good example of that well uh, yeah but that's her name no i know no no i know i know i'm just saying isabel jr isabel jr Isabel Jr. happy birthday isabel jr yeah Um, oh my gosh and but they they end up getting back together and like as the movie ends like she's in the ambulance getting ready to be taken away and he uh takes a coin kisses it and tosses it over the hoover dam I got it. Sophia with an F. That's it. You nailed it. That's, That's the baby's the name. name. Yeah. A thousand percent. That's the baby's mm-hmm. name. Yeah. Is that uh, it? Is that the movie? That's the, I mean, that's the rest of the movie. Yeah. Like that's the, the whole thing. 
Yeah, it was good. I like it. It was It's cute. a cute rom-com, right? Like, I think yeah. it just, I don't know. I think it's a cute one. I, I don't think, like, everything. Obviously, like, the parents being, like, fucking complete assholes. Like, just so racist and just offensive to her f- entire family. Yeah. It's just not cool. Especially when, again, like, she's very, very, very close to her family. And yeah. they're obviously not. Like, it just seems like... It seems like, I don't know, I don't know if there was, like, intention behind it, but Alex is not close with his family at all. Like, he, and it could be situational where he moved to New York City and he just doesn't connect with them much. Or it could be he's like, I don't believe what they believe and I don't really want to be associated with them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they're trash bags. hmm But I'm glad that I watched this movie. I'm glad that, you know, it's really interesting, like, as much as, like, like I've seen so many 90s movies blah 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 blah, but there's still so much that I have not seen so Mm -hmm. this was a pleasure and it was nice seeing I mean we haven't really talked I don't think we've ever talked about Salma Hayek Mm -mm. in this show I mean she's kind of just a constant in Hollywood like she's been in a lot and you know she's gorgeous and delightful and then you know the the reason why we're here today matthew perry it's just yeah you know like alex fucked up a little bit but mostly he was a very likable guy and like i'm thinking back to you've got male like you know the male prota- uh, protagonist or like the male like um uh oh my god what is his name tom hanks character? oh tom yeah, hanks. yeah yeah <laughs> he was a kind of a trash bag in that movie it's just yeah. nice to like see the guy and like the guy i agree like i think that he made mistakes but we were never it was never a question of whether or not he loved isabel you know Mm -hmm. like it was so obvious that they were head over heels for each other instantly and i i love that and i do think a lot of that is owed to to matthew perry's like natural charisma so i'm really happy we got a chance to not only talk about this movie which is a really just a really light fun rom-com like if you're i would definitely say this is a movie where if you're having like a day where it's like rainy and cold and you don't want to go outside you just want to like have some soup under a blanket this is a good movie for that kind of a day and i'm just really happy that we got to reflect on on matthew perry a little bit in his career just because Mm -hmm. Like I said, I think he was so influential to both of us. And I think, gosh, so much of his comedy is just my sense of humor, like growing up with that. Um, so I just think it's really important to kind of mention him. And again, you there's the Matthew Perry Foundation that we can link in the show notes as well. Because um, like I said, it's just a really devastating loss, I think, that um, yeah. that we've all experienced. And it's gone gone too soon and in such a like – tragic way you know like it wasn't like he was sick or anything it's just it's really tough and um i i you know everyone go watch some friends if you want to give you give yourself a couple of laughs there's so many good friends episodes that literally you can i always said this sarah and i think they now have it on some streaming platforms i always said i wished that like i could go to friends on a streaming app and do like a shuffle button and mm-hmm. it would pick a random episode of friends for me. Yeah. Cause I think like, sometimes that's all you need. You don't necessarily want to pick one. You just want to get be given an episode. Yeah. Um, you could go to, you know, like random number.org and then put in like the amount of episodes true. and then just like find the episode. Yeah. So go do that and give yourself a little bit of a sunny moment. Yeah. In your yeah. Day. Hold on. How many, how many friends episodes? Oh God. 200 something. Are there? Let's see. 
There yes. is 236. You're right. Nailed it. And then now we're going to go to random number generator. And this is what episode everyone has to watch. Yeah. Episode 44. Now I have to do what is what episode, is 44, episode 44 of Friends? Hopefully it's a good one. The one where Yeller dies. Is that right? The one where old Yeller dies? Uh, I remember that one. That's the one where Phoebe um is like never got to watch the endings of sad movies because her mom was always afraid that it was going to bum them out too much and so she watches a bunch of those movies endings and just really really makes herself sad <laughs> that's depressing yeah yeah that is the uh 44th episode there of you friends. go go watch that episode of friends today everyone <laughs> Yeah, I guess everyone's <laughs> dying for that. That seems like a terrible one to to watch, but That's whatever. Really funny. That's what you picked. I didn't pick it. The random number generator did. <laughs> that wasn't me. I was hoping for the margaritas episode. That's the that one was, that I'd like to watch. That was really funny. Margaritas. Uh, oh, you mean the fajitas when Ross makes? I made fajitas. No, you said margaritas. Well, he also makes margaritas. Yeah, that's the same episode. That's a really late episode. Um, But yeah, so what else do we have going on, Sarah? We have one November. Yeah, so we're going to watch Edward Scissorhands later in the month. And we are also finishing up our coverage of Freaks and Geeks. We have two more um, uh, podcast episodes, three more tv show episodes to cover mm-hmm. and then we are also starting uh felicity uh this month so a brand new show for us to cover we're very excited yes. um so keep your eyes peeled out for that and all your podcaster apps of choice and you can find us at shit 90s pod and keep up with us yes absolutely uh over on pusher recaps you can catch me uh i'm on full spoiler recaps i don't think i have too much else going on at the moment but of course you could always follow me at the just sterling to see what i'm up to i'm just returning back to vacation from vacation this is my first podcast since i was on vacation so yeah you feeling like, a little rusty yeah i gotta like you know break in i gotta like my get seat the cobwebs you know? out. yeah sweep out the cobwebs i gotta get my butt print back in my seat you know you know how it is i hate when um. it bounces back <laughs> <sighs> So anyway, anyway um that's what we're up to uh and yeah we're gonna be back soon with a ton more content so stay tuned uh thank you everyone for joining us today and we will talk to you all next time bye just ask shit 90 shows taught me save big on your memorial day barbecue all in the kroger app Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.